Hey, this is Nick Walters yet again with the Industrial Hemp Grower Digest webinar Wednesday. And every third Wednesday of the month, we are glad to have our friends with the uh, uh, Bradley Cannabis Industrial Group on the line with us here. And um, instead of a dynamic duo uh, this time, we've got a, uh, I don't know, a Superman singular. Is that maybe there what you be? Carrying water for with this time. <laughs> Great. Hunter Robinson is back with us again. And Hunter is calling us uh, live from MJ BizCon out in uh, Las Vegas right now. So thanks for making some time while you were out of the office to um, uh, hang out with us a little bit and talk some legal updates. Happy, happy to be here, as always. Cool. Are you learning any cool stuff you've learned already since you've been out there that you want to share with us or as it relates sure. to the legal world? So, there, I mean, you know, the, the, the conference is starting in earnest today. Um, there was some kind of the, the pre-presentations and some of the opening parties were last night. But um, so I haven't sat on, on any presentations yet. But I mean, you know, everybody, as always, is, is, is bullish on the industry. Um, you know, kind of the hemp industry is continuing to mature. People are bullish on all of the potential industrial uses of hemp, which is, you know, something that's kind of lagged behind all the cannabinoid type, um, which is what everybody was pushing for for the first couple of years, but everybody's bullish on the industrial stuff, um, you know, and some of the new cannabinoids is people, you know, CBD will always kind of be there, but, you know, there's a lot more research into, and CBN, CBG, um, some of the ones that have a little less uh, baggage behind them as well, which is kind of a, a you know, nice potential way to pivot and get away uh, to an extent from all the FDA issues that that go with CBD. So, um, yeah, I mean, everybody is, uh, you know, the industry is excited. And it's, every time we come out here, you know, everybody is just, it's, it seems a little bit more well-developed. Everybody's a little more well-connected. Um, it's an exciting place to work, exciting place to be. Well, I, I heard from somebody that was out there that the hemp, strictly on the industrial hemp track, that that's starting to have at least more people than in the past that have started to show interest as compared to the marijuana piece, right? I mean, mm -hmm. instead of it just being a cannabis conference, that that as you divide out that even in some of the hemp tracks, there were there were more people paying attention that they seen than, than there had been in previous times. So that's good to know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there is, you know, uh, it's kind of funny because you know hemp is the one that is that is federally legal, but you know in a lot of ways the 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 medical and recreational marijuana side is a little bit more developed just because you know big you know wealthy states out west have had it for a while. But as the hemp industry develops, I think you're starting to see um, you know some of the people that were investing or, or interested in the marijuana side are starting to kind of see the potential of hemp beyond just a kind of competitor to marijuana with kind of the health angle you know, all the industrial side focus that is really starting to kind of, kind of mature. So right. I think that's right. I think people are getting more, more and more into it, more and more interested as we go. Well, you know, and that's a great segue to talk about some of the things that uh, we're hearing more and more about uh, is things that, uh, uh, about how hemp can really play a role in ESG uh, that corporations are um, starting to pay more attention to. So instead of me throwing out some acronym that makes it sound like I'm smart, uh, tell us a little bit more about kind of what ESG is and and uh, uh, some of your take on it would be interesting. 
Sure. So, uh, you know, ESG is environmental, social and governance. Um, it is really taking the, the entire business community by storm. Um, but, you know, as it plays into to cannabis, I mean, you know, the cannabis industry is kind of perfectly suited for it, honestly, just with the kind of the way that legalization, both hemp and marijuana has developed, you know, is kind of the, you know, the, the, the downsides of the war on drugs, kind of how that is kind of shaken out through society. Um, and then just the, especially with hemp, the, the environmental benefits of hemp. I mean, it really is a, a pretty amazing plant. It is, it is, it rebuilds soil. It cleans CO2 out of the atmosphere and you can, everything that we make that, you know, sits in a landfill for a thousand years is made of plastic can be made of hemp. Um, and that, as you said, kind of dovetails with my point earlier. I mean, that is a, um, I mean, it's a, just, it's very exciting from a, from an environmental impact standpoint and just as a, you know, getting money into the industry standpoint, um, as more and more people right. realize that, I mean, I know being from Alabama, you know, I know that the Mercedes plant near Tuscaloosa, they make the car doors for C300s have hemp in them now. I mean, that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, you're just going to hear more and more of that. And I think it's going to snowball real, real quickly. Well, based off of what you, so let's break down the E, the S, and the G. What does, so environmental, I think I can get a hold of that pretty quick, right? It's probably sure. really geared around um, carbon footprint and uh, a myriad of things that we would know of that we would, we would call environmental concerns, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's probably not anything too unique other than anything different, I should say. It's a pretty broad category just to say environmental. Is that kind of right or has it got more specificity to it? No, I mean, I think that's that's mostly right. And, you know, the the ones I kind of mentioned, I think are kind of the obvious ones with hemp is the, you know, the uh, the the that it, that it filters the atmosphere, filters some bad stuff out of the atmosphere and that it can be used kind of in a crop rotation to kind of repair soil that gets torn up from other plants. Um, and, you know, there's also, I guess, a slightly less obvious is, you know, the, you know, the waste products that come from processing hemp or, you know, um, how you dispose of that. Um, and then, you know, I mean, putting some solar panels on your, your, your farm to, you know, cut down on your regular right. electricity use. I mean, there's a, you know, I mean, this whole entire ESG category is, I mean, it's extremely, extremely broad. I mean, it goes from the environment and not to move into the S and the G too quickly, but, you know, no. to the impact on your employees, the impact on your community um your lobbying and advocacy i mean it all kind of goes into the the scorecard that is going to be something that potential investors are looking at now and that's probably going to have regulations around it real soon so you know there's kind of a first mover advantage to getting getting ahead of it well that's that's a great segue into that and i guess when i was talking about environmental i wasn't speaking specifically to hemp i just meant any kind of environmental thing right gotcha. I mean, it's just it's just kind of a big picture what you're doing environment uh, for your carbon footprint? What are you doing socially? Right? Do you have the things that are, you know, you're? It's not just saying we're an equal opportunity employer, right? I think that's behind us for the most part. I think there's more social to it than than has been previously. Not just saying I'm discriminating or we don't have we're not discriminating against folks is not going to be enough. I think there's going to have to be more to it along that lines, but then the, and the, and then the governance really is about how does your entity, how is it governed? Is there inclusivity in the people that are at your, in your leadership and your board? Are you 
investing in places across the world that don't care anything about somebody's uh, human rights or et cetera, et cetera. That kind of stuff, right? For the S and the G part. Is that? Yeah, no, that's correct. You know, the, yeah, the, you know, the equal opportunity stuff is kind of, you know, those laws have been around for a while and are kind of table stakes. This is kind of the, the next, sorry, first Vegas spot of the day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, You know, it goes into, you know, the, you know, looking at it from a cannabis company's perspective, you know, maybe you hire some people that, um, you know, had a low level marijuana offense and you're giving them a second chance. Maybe it's investing to your point, investing or building a, your processing plan in an underserved community. It is, uh, from the governance perspective, I mean, it can be kind of your advocacy efforts or your, your lobbying. Um, I mean, it all, everything, I mean, really everything you do kind of filters in. Um, and so it is a, and, you know, and it's, it's something it's something that people are looking for, and especially in this industry with a lot of, you know, even the the big kind of private equity and hedge fund people that participate in this industry. It is a lot more Gen Z and millennial than you're going to get at the the hedge funds and the private equity funds that invest in commercial real estate or right. you know, just the financial sector, that kind of stuff. I mean, it is right. it is a generation that, that cares about this. And that's why I mean, a lot of the, the push for it globally is coming from that. But this industry is it's especially important, I think, for that reason. Yeah, I, it seems like you're going to get ahead of the curve or the curve's going to get you one way or the other, too. So you can figure out the train's coming. OK, yep. and you can tell it doesn't really even matter, quite frankly, whether you believe any of this stuff saves a polar bear or not. The, the, the point is, it's here. OK, it's just like me coming up and saying, well, I really think we need to go back to being able to you know, have smoking inside at my desk. I think that's really something we ought to be able to do. <laughs> but guess what, dude? That's gone. Okay. Yeah. I mean, don't even try it anymore, <laughs> right? I mean, um, so uh, so how do you know, though, that you've arrived? What is, is, what is, is there some, are you aware? That may not be a fair question, but I mean, <laughs> what, what does, I mean, I can figure out the governance thing pretty quick, right? Sure. Um, like if I'm doing some things, you know, I might be able to figure that out, but what is enough environmental <laughs> to know that I'm being environmentally correct enough to be able to check the the E part of the ESG piece? It's a slightly unfair question, but it's an interesting yes. one. Well, I mean, I just, <laughs> all right, how about this? You and I are just no, no, no. It's a good asking one. questions to dudes who are just uh, on the on the call today. <laughs> so it is, you know, I think it's, it's, I think it's kind of a moving target by design, right? Is that you don't you don't get to check that box. You got to always be moving forward. You're, there's a minimum that you can do to satisfy some future regulation that's, that's not in place yet. But you know, there's going to be, especially from kind of the private investment side, I think people are going to be looking for you to always kind of to strive towards that. Um, and you know, there's some. Uh, <laughs> typical logjam in Washington, but some of the stuff down the pike is going to be, you know, there's going to be some tax incentives, some tax credits, that kind of stuff for, you know, you already have it for the, uh, there's some hemp credits for, uh, you know, carbon offsets, that kind of thing. Sure. Right. Um, so there's, you know, they're, they're going to carrot and stick it. You know, there's going to be something that says, if you don't check this box at all, you know, fine or whatever. Um, but I think there'll be some carrots out there too, that can make it, you know, back to your point, whether you, you really care about this stuff or not, um, it can just make good business sense. Yeah. Um, kind of the, the, the more you do, um, 
And, you know, like I said earlier, you know, kind of the, the you know, solar panels to offset some of your, you know, coal-fired power usage. There's, you know, the carbon offset stuff. There are opportunity zones to go back to my point about kind of where you put your plants and all that. I mean, that's something we've been working with, with our cannabis clients for a while is, is kind of figuring out just kind of the, uh, the economic development type angles. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to, to make money off that stuff or to, or at least to spend less on, on taxes or whatnot. So, but, um, but it's the marketplace as well too. I mean, let's just say for somebody like you guys, Again, I'll go back to the preface. This may not be a fair question, and it's not that you are the ESG officer at Bradley, but 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 there are so many corporations, a law firm, and no matter who it is, right? They've got people who are saying we're the ones that are doing the checking, and we're the ones that are going internally and going, all right, are there any policies that could mess us up on all this? What are we actually doing? Have we worked more? And I'm not talking about putting a blue recycling bin in the in the break room. Okay, right. Yeah. I mean, there's way more than that to where people are, are going to be conscious of where they take their business. I think it's yes. going to be if you had law firm X and law firm Y and you were comparable in your, you know, what you do and kind of what your what uh, um, practices you 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 uh, what type of legal practices that you have within the firm. And if they're comparable on whatever other issues. The way I'm looking at it is this, where are you on ESG could be a factor in somebody deciding where they're going to take their business. 100%. I mean, this has been, I mean, for the last pretty close to soon after I started practicing in 2014, so not that long ago, I mean, a lot of our kind of big corporate clients, like, you know, the, 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 the Fortune 100 type companies are, I mean, have been pushing us for diverse teams to represent them for a while. Um, in the legal industry, I mean, has you know, has been an old boys club for for a while. Sure. Um, and so that is something that that we've been pushed on. And there's certainly, I mean, we have we have gained and lost business based on our diversity efforts. Um, so that is, I mean, that is that is already here. Um, and that's one that's kind of been around for a, a, a while longer. But to, you know, to your point about the environmental and the government stuff, I mean, you know, maybe you're a you're a you're a big farmer. And you're trying to sign, you know, sign a deal with the the processor, or if somebody use your stuff, they may say, "Look, how many, you know, how many minority farmers do you have out there? What are your, you know, what what do you do to further your community?" Because I got another guy that's trying to sign this contract, and he's just told me everything that he's doing, and it sounds like he's doing more than you. I mean, that is right. going to that is already happening, and is going to be happening more and more as we go. And that's kind of outside of government. To your point, that is just businesses are caring about this stuff. Right. Just marketplace stuff. I mean, yeah. as an example, even internal to us, <clears throat> somebody goes to our website right now and looks about the people that are in our leadership. It's all five white guys. You know, uh, now that's not the co-op. Right. Because we're not officially the co-op yet. We're just the guys who are getting the co-op launched. And so that's the members of our LLC. But we know that we've got to do a heck of a lot more to let folks know, because we do have we are representative of all kinds of, of, of groups. Of, of, of demographics of people that are part of the co-op, but it's it's just internal even to us. We have to make sure that we are, and I don't I don't mean saying this in order to shut people up. I'm just saying doing this in a way so people really understand when they first look at whatever it is you're doing, they don't automatically go, who the heck are these guys? I mean, you know, this doesn't doesn't matter whether our resumes or our pedigrees are correct, and and, and we've got you know smart people around. Uh, except maybe yours truly. It, what it really means is is that 
we don't look like the people we're trying to always help. And so we're, we're, we're going to be doing that internal to us too. We're going to be making sure that we've got, um, uh, that, that we are, are um, making sure we're not excluding anybody because they think we are being exclusive. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're going to do a part of that. Well, that's cool, man. Look, I know you you just jumped in real quick from uh, uh, in between sessions to come back here and, and give us a, a quick howdy and a hello. So are um, any parting thoughts uh, that we ought to be aware of or things that you you reckon that we're going to be needing to look for that you you will have unearthed by the time we talk again out there at the conference? You know, maybe the, the next month will be a good debrief, debriefing session for kind of everything that Whit and I learned out here. But I will say, you know, I kind of mentioned it earlier and we've we've mentioned it in the context of, you know, getting ahead of FDA regulations on CBD, you know, that kind of thing. This is ESG something that, again, it is going to be more regulated soon and it's going to continue to get more regulated over time. So there's a first mover advantage to, to kind of getting this stuff down now. And to, you know, and, and maybe even you're, you're somebody that cares about this personally and it, have been doing it for a while. I mean, start to formalize your policies and procedures, start to get stuff in writing, start to kind of develop a plan. Um, that'll get you ahead when the regulations come. And it may be something that a potential investor finds very valuable now. So, you know, just get moving on it. You don't have to get it all done tomorrow, but, but get started and, and you'll be an advantage to, to a lot of people that aren't doing it. Good counsel, which is what we're accustomed to whenever we talk to, <laughs> to uh, both you and to Whit. So tell Whit we missed him, but uh, I know he's in the middle of doing a session. Uh, he's on a panel right now, and so he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to break out. But uh, we've Bad got and concrete, um, that's what we did. Uh, next week on the Industrial Hemp Growers Digest podcast, our webinar Wednesday is uh, we will have. Um, uh, Bob Hoban on, uh, who used to be of the Hoban Law Firm that is now of the Clark Hill uh, Law Firm. And Bob is not going to come and give us still legal thunder from our from our folks uh, like Hunter. My competition there. Right. But <laughs> what he's what he's actually going to I mean, Bob's been around this thing for a long time and knows a whole lot about just kind of we want his crystal ball more than we want his legal expertise about about where the industry's going and where things are headed. And so him having just come from the conference and from other things that he's doing, we look forward to hearing more from more from Bob uh, next week. Uh, Full disclosure, I was reading uh, one of Bob's articles right before we hopped on this webinar. I would encourage everybody to attend that one last uh, next week. Bob is a is a luminary in this industry. Um, luminary. It's certainly lumps up in. That's a great word. Is that one y'all use in Baldwin County? I need to. I need to start figuring. Out, I need to use that word luminary more. Yeah, yeah, man. Sixty-four thousand dollars words. That's what lawyers do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you can learn more about the practice of the good work that they're doing at the Bradley Law Firm by checking out Bradley.com and go punch in cannabis, and you'll learn all about their practice that they're doing there. On behalf of the Industrial Hemp Growers Digest, thank you for your time today, and we hope that you'll join us again next week. Thanks. This podcast produced and distributed by MWB Studios.